The Sons of Saturday podcast is brought to you by our friends at Main Street Pharmacy. Located right on Main Street in Blacksburg, Virginia, Main Street Pharmacy is proudly owned by a Hokie family and has been a partner of this podcast since 2020. MSP offers free delivery, curbside pickup, and vaccinations as well. If you are a student or resident in the Blacksburg area, you can always trust that at Main Street Pharmacy, you are not just a number, you are a neighbor. It is Friday, February 16th, 6.39. I promise, I promise I'm not a local, but I am local to Blacksburg for the month of February. There's some rumors flying around. Um, Not a local, but I enjoy being local, so I'm really not that upset about it. But we are joined by Georgia Amor, senior point guard, hooper, podcaster, legend, international sensation. If you don't know who she is, probably don't listen to this show very often. So, But Georgia, welcome to the show. How are we doing? I'm great. Looking pretty, you know, sharp in our hats. Sharp in our hats. Dapper. Does that have a logo on it? I know that was from the uh I know that was from the final four. Just a Wendy's and a Kirk one. There it is. Yeah. Oh, it's on the back too. The most important one, I guess, is the There we go. There we go. One. So know. as norm now, I don't wanna <sighs> I don't wanna say my feelings are hurt. They're a little hurt. You haven't been on the podcast since October of 2022. It has been a very, very long time. So a lot has changed. But the one thing that hasn't changed is we still do have our hokey haiku submitted this time by Pete McGee, his haiku. Amor amazes. Dribble, drive, step back, pull up, Ballarat, baller. How about that? Can you grade that on a scale of 1 to 10? Yeah, I'd probably give it, yeah, a 10. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I can't argue with that. Pete McGee, awesome job. So last night, went over Duke at home, 56-61. The crowd was awesome. Kelly was there. Just a fantastic night. Just before we talk about the game, environment, just how awesome was it? The light show, which usually has a very low adoption rate, but they crushed it last night. No, it was incredible. Like for it to be sold out and then everyone like engaged and everything was just it helps so much. Oh my gosh, especially in a game like that. Like when you're going in, it was probably going to be incredibly low scoring. It was just not going to be the regular type of game we play. Um, <laughs> Duke is rough, uh, but <laughs> we we appreciated the, the energy and the shift and everything that happened in that game. Um, everything like that matters uh, immensely in those types of games. So we're going to talk about Matilda Eck a little bit later, but she mentioned a uh, factor of revenge from last night but i'm not going to go down that road i'm not going to go down that road what i want to tell you is a fun fact so these last two seasons in hitting your stride come early february 2022 was a bunch of new faces you lose to duke on 126 then you win your next 11 acc games you win the acc you go to the tournament you make a run and then last night marks eight wins in a row since the trip to duke on 118 just some cool data for you but billy ray what's your question uh 2022, you're getting a bunch of new faces on the same page. You got Deja Gray, you got T Soul, you got Kayana. This year, you got Matilda Eck, Olivia Sumil, the freshman, Carly. 
this is year two of you all basically bringing it together with new pieces and gelling and learning how to play with one another. Can you walk me through what goes into that and why you think you all do a really good job of it? Um, I guess a lot of it probably has to do, you know, with Coach Brooks. Like when you talk about like team chemistry and team building, like he's never one to force it. Like he's big on like it naturally developing, which I think is huge. And, you know, you never have to be like best friends with absolutely everyone on on the team and I think you know that's probably a shock to hear for some people like there's people that I love on the court and then I just don't really talk to when I'm home but like as long as we have that chemistry on the court it helps immensely and I think you know last year we had that loss against Duke and a lot stuck out to us and as you said like we kind of gelled together and and pulled it out from there but I think because we had that loss we learned so much from it um and you know looking at this year Duke we lose I get concussed they play Clemson they win like they play really well and I'm not there. I'm at home watching. So I think it's like just a massive learning curve and opportunity um, that kind of helps with our chemistry this year. And yeah, it, it's eerily similar to what it was last year for sure. You're still on mute. Deep, <laughs> you're a seasoned vet. I'm acting like a, like a rookie here. Really, in my mind, last night's win was a testament to this team's ability to overcome so many different challenges. Uh, in winning time, you drop five points in the last 20 seconds to seal it. I'm not saying anything that you wouldn't say about yourself. An uncharacteristic shooting night from you. But, like, looking at this team and your ability to win, given so many different challenges, whether it's, you won't say it, the Boston College refereeing situation that went on, it was crazy. Uh, uncharacteristic shooting nights, foul troubles, different lineups, injuries. Like, how are you all able to just piece it together in different ways? Yeah, I think we just have a really unselfish group. And we know that for us to be our best, everyone has to succeed in their own roles. And sometimes that doesn't happen. Like, yeah, I shot like absolute crap. But it's like, what what else can I kind of do to help? And I think we all have that understanding. Um, and none of us really get in our heads or get, you know, spiral about it when stuff doesn't go right for us person like individually because I think we just have such great goals as a team that it doesn't really you know phase us and then I want to give you an opportunity to bra brag on some of your your folks here so number one the double big lineup I know you guys have talked about it on Queens of Castle a lot um number one I've been saying buy Strack buy Clara Strack stock now say that three times mm -hmm. really fast but mm -hmm. We've talked about what that means from Liz's perspective when there's another big that you can't double off of and is just gobbling up rebounds. But from your perspective, what does that double big lineup open up for you and your game? I mean, well, first of all, we can talk about defensively. Like, they just pose such a threat in the paint. Like, if I was a guard and I was driving into the paint and I saw those two, I would be kind of afraid to put up the shots that I was thinking about putting up. But offensively, you know, rebounding power you know you have two dominant people in the block um Liz can go high or she can go low and Clara vice versa and they they're developing this chemistry and working really well off of each other so it just opens up everything really and you know Liz being as dominant as she is like it kind of takes the pressure off of her of getting beat up all the time because like you simply just can't really leave Clara as much like she is a freshman she's learning she's going to make some mistakes um but I think the way that they're working together right now is is pretty cool. So you're wearing the cowboy hat, but you guys do such a good job of never being like, I got to tell you how close you and Liz are and how close this team is. 
<laughs> beat up every single game and you guys yeah. never lose your cool. You guys never retaliate. Is that hard sometimes? Is that a challenge for you guys? I mean, you know, some of the shots that, that you guys take are just out of control. Yeah. I mean, I think we kind of say like expect nothing and then just take everything that we can get. Obviously it's a bit unfair. And I mean, for Liz's sake, it's really unsafe, truly. Um, but you know, us complaining isn't really going to change anything. If we are always complaining, then we're just not ever, ever going to get listened to. It's kind of like the boy who cried wolf. Um, but, you know, I think just how resilient the girls are, like we just know that nothing's always going to go our way um, and how we handle it and go about it is, is kind of a better option. And then as the United Nations of Virginia Tech president, <laughs> so I want to give you an opportunity to brag on your international sister in here. Mm hmm Tilly, she is so incredibly clutch. Like, aside from what she brings you, like, during the normal times during the game, it seems like any time the other team is making a run or we're unable to get a basket, there is a, a Matilda X3 that comes out of nowhere. Last night when we were going through one of our runs, I turned to Ann Castle and I said, there's a Matilda X3 in our future. I can On feel it. I'm manifesting it right now. <laughs> so what has her growth meant to the team? And honestly, like, the only time we really get to see her is during media. And I got to tell you, the white mamba is hilarious in press conferences. <laughs> like She's hilarious. But what is she like? What does she meant to this team? What's your relationship like with Matilda? Yeah, I think she's kind of one person whose confidence goes, you know, as her shot goes. I think early in this year, she was in a little bit of a slump. And, you know, she knows how important her role is to hit shots for us. But right now she's hitting them. She's hitting big shots. She's been that consistent factor for us in that aspect but you know she's really just found out her role and stepped into it um and you know coming in as a transfer who's already played many years at a previous school um under a different coach different system like for her to adjust it was never going to be instantaneous um it did take some time and that's totally fine but I'm glad that you know that it's happened and she's taken strides in the right in the right direction for sure so looking ahead, number 12, Virginia Tech goes to 18th ranked Louisville on Sunday. Um, what is the biggest area of improvement for you all in the second half, last stretch of this regular season here? Like, do you mean like what we have to improve on or what we have that's like helped us? What do you have to? I guess both. If you um, want to answer two questions, you can answer two questions. <laughs> um, well, I would just, you know, always come back to our chemistry like that has very much developed and it's helped us so much and um I think you know our, our focus has shifted to one game at a time um obviously our last couple of games this last stretch is incredibly difficult we have a great deal of good teams like to play against still um so I think you know mentality that's kind of what has developed and is going to have to continue to develop and stay intact you know staying locked in on that one game at a time and not being worried about, you know, who, who else is doing what, because we're truly in a position where if we just keep winning and handle our business, like we're, we're in the best shape possible. So not to get, not to get somber here before we get to the fun part <laughs> of the podcast, we do have to talk about something. So yes, it's a celebration, but it is your senior day on the 25th. Uh, if it you all is. haven't gotten tickets to that, good luck. Um, it's been sold out for what, three weeks now. It's been sold out for quite yeah. a while. So yep. I just want to ask you, um, first and foremost, what has like Castle Guard, the fan base, the school, the program, like what has this all meant to you as you look back on your career? I mean, we've 
been on quite the journey because we came in well I came in and didn't have that many people in the stands like there was support here and there but it wasn't anything extravagant um and I think you know starting last year and and it's carried over to the issue we've just had the most immense support um we've built like a women's basketball foundation and I'm very very appreciative and happy to be a part of that um that's like a, a shift and a change that is just so cool to see over time but even cooler to be a part of um obviously people don't really see what happens behind the scenes but to be up you know in the offices every day and seeing how hard the coaches work how hard Tim works every single person on that staff um has just been so devoted to to changing the shift in in how women's basketball is perceived at Virginia Tech and you know it's a championship caliber program now and you know as I said when I first came in here it just was not like that and I'm not saying staff I'm just saying like the support from the outside like the staff have seen this through and through um and they've, they've, they've stayed they have stayed so devoted to it so it's it's paid dividends and it's paid off for sure um and I'm just very thankful that within my uh what's the word ten, 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 tenure 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 at Virginia <laughs> Tech that it's shifted and and I've been a part of it and then how do you so you just told us kind of where Virginia Tech sits but um how do you wish to be remembered? Not just as a player, but a person, oh. as a member of the community. Uh, how do you wish to be remembered in your Virginia Tech career? Yeah, I guess someone that was just, I don't know, bought happiness and joy and was like reliable. Like, it's not fun, especially like when you're a kid and I can attest to this, I had some role models growing up and the vibes were off. <laughs> or if I met them, I would be like, you know, that that's leaves a lasting impression. So I hope that any person that like I, I've met or dealt with have had a, a positive um reflection or interpretation of me. Um really outside, like I just want to be remembered for everything outside of the basketball. How have can you think of any moments or any interactions that you've had over these last couple of weeks? Because I mean you, Liz, Kayla, all of you are out signing autographs for 45 minutes at the end of each basketball game. Are there any moments or people that you've met that have stood out or uh, just the overall experience, what it's left you with? I would say just everyone that waits, you know, after the games, because it's not like we're out within 10 minutes. Like we have media, we have to get changed. We have to do all of that type of stuff. So people really are waiting for beyond 45 minutes. And I think that's the coolest thing is everyone's waiting, but also showing such great excitement when we do come by and we do sign and everyone's been, you know, eager to see us. And we just appreciate that so much. It's, like a, a really cool thing to see. And that's something that hasn't really happened in, in previous years. What I think is crazy too, is it's not just something that happens in Blacksburg. I mean, we saw it at the Rutgers game where, mm. and coincidentally, I want to let you know, I didn't, I didn't let the drop happen. So I, I walked down at the end of the game. And so everybody that's sitting in the section is like, Hey, where are you going? I was like, I'm just going over here. They're like, all right, well, we're all coming with you. So everybody, Ooh, yeah, they knew what to follow. Exactly. So everybody, everybody stands in the concourse and waits for. That was a long one. Y'all had media and all sorts of stuff going on for a while. Coach, I don't remember what coach. Coach Brooks won, I think, his 300th game or something. He was covered in Gatorade. Five hundred. Okay, I didn't mean to shoot short him by two hundred wins. Maybe. Um, I can't, yeah, I can't remember. I can't remember. We're handing out so many basketballs and so many. Yeah. So many <laughs> Whatever it was, it was a great celebration. So we celebrated with him. And then obviously, you know, we, we all kind of had a kumbaya moment and, and chatted about it. But then, yeah, we had to do the protocol and go off to media and all of that. Yeah. So. Yeah. so speaking of kind of the moment and building up and kind of this overall 
aura surrounding the women's basketball team. I want to ask you a little bit, like from your standpoint, brand building, you go into a game, it's not just the fat heads, it's the t-shirts, it's the signs, it's the hats, it's the hoodies, it's everything. Like everybody is latching onto this program. Did you ever think that this is something that was possible um, when you came here? Uh, I assume you just came here to play basketball, but it's turned into so yeah. much than that. Well, yeah, just as you said, I just came here. I was like, sick, like, let's play some basketball. Like, that's all I'm here for. It's, you don't really think about all those opportunities and expanding them until you're in it and you're actively doing it. Um, but I think, you know, like, we, we do that lap after the games and to see everyone, like, holding T-shirts or having jerseys. And, you know, especially for me, like, I don't have, like, the NIL jersey stuff like that. So people are going out of their way to find bootleg Amor jerseys, which people, like, I've seen people on Twitter being like, oh, it's kind of, it's like real nice of her to like sign something she's not even benefiting from. I don't care. Wear it. I don't care where that money, like I'm not greedy like that. Like if you want to show support, friggin' go and buy a singlet from DHgate or something like that. I do not care where the money is going. <laughs> Genuinely, I don't care because I want to, I want to see people in the crowd supporting and like, it's a, it's a blessing for me to see you wear my number. Cause I know on DHgate, they probably have, you know, every every person's number on the team so i like i don't look at it like where'd you get that from like but it, it's very cool to see everyone decked out in gear and holding signs and you know especially like with the podcast and stuff like that like people remember you know what we talk about and they bring it up when we meet them in person i think that's just like a really personable and cute thing for sure and i want to ask you what has been the biggest challenge I'll, I'll i'll tell this story i i uh Ed and I were talking about this a while back, but I don't know if you remember the first time we ever interviewed you and Liz. Very quiet. We talked about sports only. Coach Brooks is like, mm -hmm. their personalities are awesome. Like, they're going to shine. Like, you got to interview them. We do the interview, and I was like, talked about ball. Didn't really get a lot out of it. And then the next one, we talked about Taylor Swift, and I was like, okay, these two, when I'm not making them talk about basketball the whole time, they're a ton of fun and they play off each other really well. So I wanted to, mm -hmm. what is your journey on just learning how to podcast? Cause it's difficult to sit down, yeah. put a microphone in front of you and talk for 45 minutes. So what is the yeah. most challenging aspect of that? And what have you learned through doing it? Um, I think like deciphering the level of vulnerability you want to have with it, because I think, you know, a podcast is only as good as like you let people hear about you or let you like as much as you let people in. And it's like weird to like sit and talk at a camera and just talk about yourself. And it's like, no, like you have to like change your perception. Like people actually want to hear about this. Like if they're listening, they want to hear about you, the program, the basketball, like all of those aspects. And it's not like you're just, people are not going to listen if they don't want to listen type of situation. So I think like changing that mindset helps for sure. But I don't know. It's just like, there's like a confidence to it like you're only going to get as good as you as you keep going and as you keep practicing like it's like any other skill it, it takes time to develop so for those listening i encourage all of you to check out george's podcast she just did with Haley jones on sometimes i hoop on the players tribune that was really really cool we'll link that in the article uh, and re-up that on socials but how was that experience for you i saw you were on the athletic recently um but i know Haley jones is somebody that you that you admire greatly as well yeah no she's such a sweet and cool person that podcast was great to be a part of because she was so like intricate and tentative to you know details it's like she's not just like a casual fan like she like she loves basketball and you can tell that um and it was just 
the way like she carries herself on a podcast is just so professional and like I couldn't honestly speak more highly of a person than her for sure. So we're four yearish yearishes into the American mm-hmm. experience. So mm-hmm. I'm going to ask you some American related questions. So what is your favorite thing about America? I asked you this the first time. I'm curious if this has changed at all. You've gotten to do some traveling, Boston, Charlotte. You've been all over the place. <laughs> what are some of your favorite things now? What did I say the first time? I can't even remember. I, you're Probably asking me to remember a podcast from four years ago. I know you've had a concussion. Right. I've had about nine of them. So, you know, we're little- yeah, my bad. <laughs> my favorite thing is how friggin' fast your stuff ships. The flat rates. Because in Australia, we online shop, and my God, it takes weeks. I mean, you saw Pat put in the order for the uh, for the glasses, glasses the day after. We literally, we watched the game. The NC State game was watched. We yeah. woke up the next day, headed out from Charlotte to get to Blacksburg. Glasses yep. on face, yep. same day. Mm-hmm. And I got to tell you, I, I, don't mean to bur- say that. I don't mean to burst the Blacksburg bubble, but when I was living in Fairfax by D.C., if you order something at like 4 and you do same day, it'll show up to your house at six. If you need a cable yeah. for your computer, it'll be there before it's dead. No, we just don't have that type of luxury. It's coming. Can you, it's coming. Wait, can you hear that? Was this playing music? Not really. Okay, good. Just yeah, what you listening to though? I don't know. My I've got noise canceling, but I can feel the vibrations. <laughs> <laughs> um, what is your least favorite thing about the United States? How far away it is from her. Yeah. <laughs> Like, like, seriously, if it was like, you know, I've got friends from like Europe and it's like a nine hour flight, which, you know, still sounds long, but compared to like the, the trek that I have to do, like, it would be much easier if I could, in theory, pop over back home, you know, mm-hmm. like it's, yeah, I just wish that, that either the traveling was quicker or it was just like a little bit closer. Like, so I was going to ask this later, but this jogs well. So I, I know I know you have some family that are coming up for the UNC game, but uh, McKenna Campbell uh, in our Letters to Lunch Pail, she submitted this and she said, how do you cope with the challenge of your family being away for so long? Like when I was on my cross-country trip and I was just in California and there's a three-hour difference, it was tough Like to know that your yeah. family is so far away. You don't know the next time you're going to see him or the next time you see yeah. him is going to be so far away. Like how, how do you cope with that? Because that is hard. Um, it is hard and I do miss them. And, you know, I think something like I've learned about myself is like, I feel like when I do miss them, like I try and not push them away in a bad way, but like, I definitely put up that wall because I don't want to get like too upset. So like, definitely like the communication part of it, like it takes a toll and it hurts because, you know, I just like simply can't see them. Um, but I don't know. I just go about my business daily like I try not to think about it too much I'm here for a reason you know if I I miss them but if it was like seriously a situation where I was that upset about it you know like I I probably would just go home like what's the point of me being over here if I'm like that upset about it but I know that I have their support at all times regardless of anything and I think that just helps me you know stay here and, and keep working hard and I think a big part of like what I'm working for and my aspirations and stuff like that stems from, you know, being away from them. Cause like, what's, what's the point of being away from home in general, if I'm not going to make the most out of being away from it. Most overrated and underrated thing in America. Overrated. Oh, huh. I would say like 
when before I came here, everyone's like, "Oh my god, the food's like insane! It's so good! Like it's just bigger and more sugary, hey, and hey, just hey. more healthier." Hey, look, Georgia, like all due respect, we need to get you into Manhattan. We need to get you into Boston. Need I do to need to go to like a big city for sure. Yes, uh, yes. look, sure. and I love Blacksburg. I do, but if you're no, looking for, for sure. a steak or a pork chop or uh, we, we need to, we need, we need to, we we need to do that before before that is. I'm not discounting your answer, but yes, we do do big sugar and we do do um, you know high calorie. Do that do do, do 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 that do do, true. do do yeah. do do that. Underrated. I just feel like speak uh, underrated. Hmm, that's a good question. The most underrated thing. I feel like it's just all going to pertain to food because I would say like the gas stations, like they're lit. They are. You can go in and get a sub. You can get a hot sub. Bro, anything. And, and you know I, I feel like coming, a big... there's a sheets coming to Blacksburg. Um, yeah, and it's right near where I live, and it's so dangerous. I would also say underrated. Americans have really put me onto like chicken Caesar wraps, buffalo chicken wraps, like anything mm. in a wrap. Mm. 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 And food. Yeah. I mean, if you see, you know, it's probably it's probably not a good look. But back in my, uh, you know over 300 pound days i mean if i was driving i was holding yeah, i was holding yeah, a wrap like a cigarette in one of my hands and just housing that anytime i went to the gas station oh so. so good they're so good um let's see what do we have let's move into rapid fire here and i know this is a this is a touchy subject for you um halftime show of the super bowl i want to get your reaction for how it was in general for what it was and then mm -hmm. if you have a comment on justin bieber no showing <laughs> Okay, so first of all, I actually love Caught Up by Usher. Like, that's like, do you guys have So Fresh? Like, those CDs that have just like a compilation of like all like the top hit songs and stuff like that. Yeah, like, it's, when like, I was a kid, it's like kids' bops for adults. Yeah, yeah. So, when I was a kid, like that song was on one of those CDs. So, I used to listen to it all the time. And it's just like got such strong childhood memories to it. So, I love that song. So, like, I was thrilled when it came on. He started off with that. And then it just started to get bidding getting a bit like unorganized and i was just a bit confused and like there were so many songs like the transitions weren't like that clean mind you i'm like comparing this to rihanna's one last year where like the transition right. and everything was just mm -hmm. seamless like she had such great symmetry in everything and anything she did but i feel like you know overall it was it was good it was good I j i've just been blown away by rihanna's and when that stage turned purple i was getting a little too excited because i was thinking that justin bieber was going to come out and i know that he chose purple on purpose for sure you think that he was trying to tug at the heartstrings there yeah because mm -hmm. look at the reaction it caused it's and it's not like he was wearing any purple mm -hmm. what are the five things that you can't live without so Georgia Amore is leaving the house. Maybe she's leaving for yep. two or three days. What's going in the backpack? Phone. Well, okay. We all right. You can phone keys, wallet. We can we can we can leave it. Yeah. Okay. If we're going AirPods, we're going like Aquaphor or Vaseline or like any sort of like lip balm. I say this um, every time that this gets brought up. And this is not this this is not uh, targeted at anyone specifically, but we are in the midst of if you don't have some of this in your pocket at this point, like what are we doing? So you know there are plenty of options Roll for up. you. They're available at gas stations. Please take care of yourself uh, and take care of everybody else, please. Yeah. Oh, on top of that, take care of everyone else. I'm taking a pack of gum. Mm. Always taking a pack of gum with me. 
Um, and then I would have to say, you know, like I would say an accessory, so either like sunglasses or hats. Okay. Because you're never gonna, you never know. I've been caught at some outdoor sports games. I'm like, damn, I really wish that I had some kind of shade, something mm -hmm. right now. Mm -hmm. Um, and my last one, you know what? Underrated, just a pack, a deck of playing cards. You know, I always used to carry around dice in my yeah. backpack. And I not I not only think you don't even need to use it. I think it just adds yeah. a level of sophistication to you when yeah. you have it on you. It's like a conversation starter, first of all, but mm -hmm. second of all, it's just well, my well, let me let me tell you about my little deck. Might be a bit inappropriate. Got it from Greece. Okay. Now it's a bit graphic. I won't show it because this is actually what what age is this? So I got a pack of cards from Greece that have these graphic images on them of like they're like traditional, like, you know, like ancient Greek pottery and stuff like that. Um, and each card is unique. The pack in itself is very great. A uh, great conversation starter. Not only that, we can joke about the cards, but you can play Go Fish, you can play Snap, you can play anything you want. Like how many times are you stranded, you know, waiting to travel, especially as a teen? We go to the airport quite often, obviously, and, you know, we have the luxury of having charter flights, but sometimes that means that, you know, the time you leave, take off, or the time that you depart or whatever can change. Mm -hmm. So I'm always, I've always got them on me in case of those situations. What was this? That's an interesting question. What was the biggest travel disaster that you guys have had in your career? Oh, I wouldn't say disaster. I think we've been like very, very fortunate in Touchwood. We've got like three bloody travel days to go, but the scariest one, I think, maybe was two years ago. We're traveling to Notre Dame, snowstorm. And we didn't know if we were going to, like, we didn't know if the game was going to get canceled or what. So we're practicing. Like, we have no idea if this plane is going to leave, if we're going to go, or the game's going to get rescheduled. And they're, like, convincing us. Like, the ACC is like, no, like, the, the game can be played. Like, the the weather's, like, not that bad. Like, their, their airport's built for this. And I was like, Jesus Christ. Like, we're flying through a snowstorm and landing and taking off on ice like it's just not what i'm about so that was probably like the scariest flight i've ever been on because it's like you, they, like they didn't even have like the confidence or like just the way the way that they were wording stuff i was like y'all are so unsure about this and you guys are trying to push this game so much that it's kind of freaking me the, the f out i gotta tell you like one of the things about flying and look if like I just got to put a message out and maybe this is an America problem. Maybe it's an everywhere problem. Like flying sucks. Um, nothing about flying is fun. Um, it's not an enjoyable experience, but the thing that drives me nuts is anytime there's any type of delay is the pilot's first instinct is to lie. So I would much rather yeah. the pilot say, Hey, we don't have a gate. I have no idea when we'll get one. But I just wanted to let you know. Instead, they'll be like, all right, we're pulling into Dallas-Fort Worth. We are probably going to take about five to eight minutes to get uh, to get situated. But everybody just stay uh, stay stay in their seats. 30 minutes go by and you get hit with the five-minute thing again. Come on. But my, the worst, the worst, the worst thing is when you get delayed or whatever. And they say, oh, it, it, it's weather. Ugh. Bull crap, it's weather. Because I see no cloud in the sky. No. Just tell me that the lights are broken and you have to fix the lights. Tell me that the brakes, oh, that you have to pump up the tires. I don't know. Well, don't lie and say weather because then people can't get refunds. I, I, well, I want to ask you a question then, Georgia, because I think there's a good example of this that just happened to Pat. So 
um, Pat was flying back from California to uh, Charlotte. He gets uh-huh. on the plane and they all have to deplane. And the reason given for them having to deplane was that the call attendant light for one of the seats was not working. Um, <laughs> so just one of the I, seats. I like just, just to like, hey, I needed I need a refill on my Jack and yeah. Coke button. So wouldn't you? Ra- I would rather be lied to. I'd rather be like, hey, look, like one of the wings has like a loose screw or something. If I'm getting off of a plane because of that, probably probably gonna be pretty upset. <sighs> Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. But if it's like, see, my personal experience is that I got delayed because they said, quote unquote, weather, and it was not yeah. weather. There was something wrong with the plane and I missed my connection. So, yeah, that's no good. Oh, were you going, were you going to Australia? I was coming back from Australia. So I was already miserable. Oh, yeah. I was in Ch- uh, Chicago and I was just like, get me the F back to mm-hmm. Blacksburg. I was supposed mm-hmm. to fly into Roanoke and I had to hop on a plane to Greensboro and thank God for the Kitleys because. Mm. They're used to that. They're used to that drive. They're about to name that highway after the Kitleys for all Literally. the and the Kings. Literally. Um, Jackie Mitchell submitted this. We are not related. Um, favorite on and off court memory at Virginia Tech. There's too many. On like it has to be like the ACC championship and the Elite Eight. Like those celebrations were just incredible. Off court happens like daily i guess like something funny always happens and i think i'm just like very lucky to have like a group of a lot of girls that like i know that have my back regardless you know i can go to seriously like just having that stability is something that like i think a lot of people miss and and crave but just to have like built-in best friends and sisters is pretty special for sure so especially ones that are all going through the same type of stuff same type of stuff what do you mean Basketball, school, whole yeah. day, every day, hours on end, homework, travel. Um, yeah, everything. Our, mm-hmm. our days are painted the same. <laughs> so this might be tough because you said you spend hours and hours and hours doing it. But who are the three most impactful people that you have met at your time at Virginia Tech that have not come from basketball? that have not come from basketball could be a professor could be somebody making you lattes Ooh. it could be whoever's in charge of your you know um, what um now i feel really bad because i'm forgetting her name the lady that owns bowlers and gillies okay. or that works there mm-hmm. she, just my rock yeah and now i feel really bad because i, I literally call her by name every day and i should forget it right now because i'm put on the spot she like came to our game in Charlotte. She comes to our game. She brings her her granddaughter and just assault. Like I just walk into Bowlers and I get my coffee and I have the same experience. And she's just like a consistent light in my life that is just so cute and I love it. Like sometimes I don't even want a coffee. I just want to say hey to her. Seriously. Um, who else? say jc price his support is always super dope mm-hmm. and you know he has a daughter of his own and she's <gasps> can you hear that <laughs> winnie raven can you get her please <laughs> um but you know his daughter has hoop dreams and you know i i really hope that she fulfills those and obviously his wife is a big part of virginia tech women's basketball and she was on that run when they went to like the sweet 16 before us. So I would say, you know, that, that family for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the last one. Well, I was also going to say, I feel like any, any person who is involved with our podcast. And I mean, mm-hmm. like 
anyone that like gives support in whatever way shape or form they show that but like you know especially someone like mary who like we we don't see her often we don't really talk often but every time we go into 310 like she's always there she's so bubbly like she is just like i don't know especially like for like our audience and stuff like that like at the end of the day like Liz and I are still just college girls like she kind of like reflects that part of it and like yeah like you know what I'm saying like we're around like basketball basketball and like that's our life when we get so sucked in and like so miserable about it that you forget like there's just people out there like having the time of their life and they're just so happy and like she is one of them mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. who is on your guest wish list for the podcast Wishless has to be Chelsea Gray because we've teased it so many times and we've had back and forth. So it's just what are we doing? Completely. What are we? What are we doing? What are, what, what, are, what, are, what are we doing? Um, shit. Now it has to be Haley Jones mm-hmm. since she's so kindly offered, mm-hmm. and uh, probably like Sue Bird or something. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, this is a, this is a funny one. Who would do the best? if they were dropped by a helicopter into the middle of the Australian bush and who would do the worst? And I can't say myself. No, you can't say yourself. And this is the girls on my team. <gasps> yes. The best would probably be, I want to give it to Mackie. Okay. Because some of y'all might know, not know about Mackie. She's so attentive. She picks up on everything. And I think she's just like a very critical thinker. Like she's very black and white. So you so guys think, have a bunch of nicknames for those who don't know who Mackie is. Who's Mackie? Oh, Mackenzie Nelson. Okay. She's the red shirt. Mm-hmm. Um, but <laughs> funny story. I say she's attentive. So I, I was walking onto the court and I was like, Hey, Gabby, Mackie, like I just bought some t-shirts. Like, do you want to see what I bought? And Mackie goes, are you sad? I was like, I beg your pardon. And she was like, are you sad? I remember you told me that you only ever spend money like that when you're sad. So I'm just checking on you. I was like, Mackie, I don't even remember saying that to you, but sure. <laughs> like, she's just so cute and, like, black and, but but she's, like, there's, like, no emotion. Like, it's filtered. Mm-hmm. Like, she just, like, says it straight. Like, mm-hmm. but she, like, cares so much. But in saying mm-hmm. that, like, if if she had to, like, do the wilderness stuff, like, 100%. And, you know, she's athletic and she'll be fine mm-hmm. climbing trees and whatever. The worst? Probably Gabby Brooks. Yeah. No offense. make it wouldn't make it she's just a squealer like a squirm like i love her to pieces i I well and truly love her to pieces Mm -hmm. but i just would not put my money in her to survive that so georgia amor has been tasked with building a musical festival you pick the location (laughs) you pick the headliner Mm -hmm. you pick the celebrities Mm -hmm. what what are we looking at ibiza ibiza Mm -hmm. headline it's a tough it's a tough Tough, tough one. I got mm. two of them. So maybe they can co-headline. Okay. Calvin Harris, Rufus DeSoul. Okay. And then the celebrities. So the celebrities are people attending or are they other DJs? I mean, like Shaq could come DJ. You could have a, a mm. comedian come I up would have it. Adam Sandler have mm. his own little set. Because I think he's done that, right? Or am I thinking yeah. of a, Yeah, for sure. I've seen that for sure. Adam Sandler. It has to be Justin Bieber. That's my man's. Mm-hmm. JB. Mm-hmm. But his wife is not coming. Um, <laughs> and that's not for personal. I He can have his wife. Just saying. I feel like, you know, he could be a little bit more fun. Right. Right. 
Um, celebrity. Dua Lipa has to come. Dua Lipa is mm-hmm. definitely coming. And who else? Ted Lasso. Okay. He'd be lit. He would be lit. And I don't mean like I don't mean like I don't want Jason. I want Ted. Okay. He has to be in character the whole time. In character. Yep. Okay. Can you what are some of your favorite players that you enjoy watching? College? In college. Ooh. There's so like so many. Like seriously. Like I get enjoyment. I would definitely say like Alyssa Peely on Utah. I love mm-hmm. watching her. And like see I feel like I watch things through a different lens because when I watch other teams, like, yes, I watch their point guard just because I am one and it's just interesting to learn. But I think a lot of the times, like, I gravitate more towards, like, the power forwards because as a 5'6 female, like, that's something I wish I had a little, little bit of height. You do play – you do you do have some power forward tendencies sometimes. <laughs> you like to get a little – you like to get a little aggressive, but – uh, that's funny. So, like, I would say, like, I watch like a lot of the three and the fours, honestly, because mm-hmm. I, I true do truly believe that they make the biggest, you know, difference in the team. Like when we play against teams and they have like a really good three or a really good four, I'm like, okay, like this is going to be a good game because I think, you know, I think when we played like Ohio State and stuff like that, like someone like a Cody McMahon, like she changed the dynamic of that game. And I think, you know, obviously your point guard has to be like really, really good and, and your five has to be dominant. But I think to be like an all around team, like the, the three and the four for sure have to be. Obviously the two, two, I don't want to disrespect the two, but I can play some two. So it's not like I'm watching the two. Like I wish that I had like six, six feet, six one, like mm-hmm. something I envy. Hey guys, this is Ali Jennings III, wide receiver for your Virginia Tech Hokies. When I committed to Virginia Tech football, I committed to the best. That's why I chose Harvey's GM in Radford. Why settle for less when you can have the best? Go to Harvey's GM for all of your vehicle needs. Tell them Ali sent you. That's Harvey's GM, Tyler Ave in Radford. Or go to their website at harveysgm.com for more info. So, last section... We're moving on to the letters and lunch pail. And look, we put this, we put a PSA out last time about the, uh, um, about some of the social media stuff that's a little goofy. I want to say when we ask for letters from the lunch pail for Georgia or any student athlete coming on, male or female, this is not a date application form. Um, <laughs> that is not what we're looking for. So I just wanted to let everyone know date applications, not. Uh, suitable for letters from lunch pail. So not, not the not the Blacksburg Bachelorette. No, not the Black. I mean, there are plenty of options. You got Christian Mingle. <laughs> you got Farmers Only. There are plenty of options for you out there. I would I would I would uh, suggest checking those out. Um, so my first, the first question comes from Diane Mitchell. That is my mom who watches every game, right? every single game. So she says, one of Georgia's greatest strengths is her ability to stay focused and seemingly calm while under fire. Is there anything that gets her so irritated or causes her to lose her cool? In other words, what pet peeves do you have? It's outside of basketball? Outside of basketball, in basketball, oh whatever it is. Oh, my God. When I can hear you chew, like, my yeah. I hate that. That. Really I'm a big so when we have when we have Sunday is. dinner when we have Sunday dinner at my at my house with my entire family and I love my grandfather, I love my uncle, but 
I don't know what it is about like their jaw, but it's like an echo chamber. And I, yep. I, I tell my pops, I'm like, yo, you need to put on like Dean Martin or some like background music. Because <laughs> like I can't, I, I, I can't, I can't listen to this. Mm-hmm. It can't happen. And they chew with their mouth closed. It's just a little bit of a. It's there's something chamber. in the back. Oh. And you know what? I've done science behind this. I've done science. Oh, 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 you have. <laughs> I have. I okay. have. Because like it's the it's all in the it's all in the tongue. Like some people <laughs> chew with just their teeth, you know. But when people start slapping with their oh. tongue and they start like moving it around, like that's where you get the echoes from. That's where you get the slushing sound. That's where the extra saliva comes into play. Mm-hmm. Is when the tongue is overactive in the chewing process. And I truly believe that's a that's the science. Mm-hmm. Okay, is that the biggest pet peeve? Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm I, I, I'm right there with you. And then she also wants to know, <laughs> she also wants to know, besides your tremendous athletic ability, what are some qualities that you would use, some qualities that you say would describe yourself? Um, ooh. Crazy. Crazy. Okay. In the best way. Like sometimes I just go through some episodes that are just a bit, I shock myself with some of the things I say. Impulsive. I'm very impulsive. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I would probably say impulsive is the main one. Impulsive like and sometimes crazy. well I think that like I can be very mellow too. Like I love my low time. I can be very reserved, but like when my battery is charged, it's it's ready to go. So if you catch me in those moments, then I I'm gonna rock your world. I'm gonna shock you. Mm-hmm. All the uh, all of the dating applicants are taking notes right now. Um, yeah, I'm crazy. I'm insane. I, <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> so this one comes from MNT Sports. If you could play with one WNBA player of choice, who would it be? Oh, the tie I think between Miss Asia Wilson and Stewie. Okay. Uh, Pete McGee. This is a good one. Pete McGee, our haiku, the haiku. Uh, champion. haiku champion. So during timeouts, and I got to tell you, it was such a joy. Um, I sat like three rows up behind your bench, just watching how you all interact. And and what I love, I know I'm getting away from the question here, but what I love is like, there's never moping. There's never blaming. There's never upsetness. I mean, whether it's you doing the, we got this, we're going to win. We're going to win. Or you have Liz that's like, everything's okay. Everything's okay. Everything's good. <laughs> Um, I love that. I love watching you guys interact, but what are you guys usually saying to each other before the, I guess I just answered the question, but what are you guys talking about before the coaches come over and implement uh, a set or a change or anything like that? Yeah. Very rarely is it quiet. Um, I think obviously sometimes like we know how we've messed up and we'll have conversations like, especially people on the bench, like they'll say what they're seeing or I'll like turn to live and be like, Hey, like next time, like flash and look for your shot first. Or like, mm-hmm. maybe like, I'm like, Liz, like, I really think you had her there or like, Hey, Kayla, like next time, you know, she's not pushing in transition. So I'm going to hand it off to you. Like, it's just like little stuff like that. But then like, even if there's like nothing really to say like that, like it, it's very encouraging or someone will crack a joke or be like, like, Liz, this girl can't guard you right now. Like, actually, like, eat her for dessert. Like, it's like, like, just like stupid stuff. Like, I said some pretty, I said some pretty crazy stuff. Like, just to like catch people off guard, and especially like moments like that. Like, it can get so intense, and 
you can like see people's faces like when they're down on themselves so like i think like that's the peak time to be like a little crazy with it or something like that mm-hmm. or like i'll be like self-deprecating like what's the word self-deprecating mm-hmm. where it's like maybe i know that kayla or tilly have missed some shots that they like they really wish and i'm like hey like ev- at this point everyone's up so like mm-hmm. what are you gonna do about it mm-hmm. what are exactly. we gonna do about it exactly i had one funny story we were talking uh <laughs> ann castle said one of her favorite memories i don't remember if it was the nc state game or something she said you were at midcourt and you're trying to get everyone's attention nobody was listening and then eventually you just go hello can anyone hear me <laughs> was that the nc state game i can't even remember but it happens <laughs> often i'll be like good chats everybody good chats <laughs> speaking speaking of chats and uh like what are you and Kenny talking about 50 times a game? I mean, it's every free throw. It's every time out. Yeah. Like what, what, like how much information is being passed along? It probably looks like a whole lot, but not really that much. Like he'll, he'll just ask me like what plays I'm liking or what I'm seeing or um, he'll be like, go and tell Kayla this or go and tell Clara this. Or sometimes I'll go up and he'll just be like, Hey, like the ball, it's looking good coming off your hand. Keep shooting. Like next one's going in. Like mm. it, short and sweet um just just need a little bit of reassurance sometimes you know mm-hmm. it's never too much to ask for i could talk about king kenny all day but i feel like <laughs> some of the un the unsung heroes like coach hicks coach rad your entire mm-hmm. assistant staff how impactful have they been both on the court and off the court for you huge i love them dearly you know like I have so much respect for them as my coaches and, you know, I, I do everything they say, but at the end of the day too, they're just like family. Like Rad very much helped me with the recruiting process for me coming here. And, you know, she's from Lithuania, she's international. So we've always had that connection. And when we won the ACC championship, like we, we hugged and that hug was a little bit tighter than every other hug that I had a little bit more emotional. Cause it's just, you think about how much you've been through to get there. Like not only like we went through every, like the same stuff everyone else went through, but my God, like different country, no family, like, sometimes you really just do need people to lean on. And like when you're an international student, like, and you're scared to be vulnerable with people like that, but it's like, they know that and they see that. So I can be vulnerable with the whole staff because that that's like truly family. And, you know, Coach Hicks, she's so observant and she's never gonna, you know, like she, she sees stuff kind of waits for you to go to her. And then she's like, oh, okay, like I noticed this, blah, blah, blah. Like she's just so open and like, just like, heartfelt and wholesome and just like someone you can like lean on and she's so consistent especially like with her attitudes and her like moods like I, she's just so dependable like I, I always know what I'm going to get from her so from Sam Saridi and Alyssa Blundo they want to know what is your favorite pregame song and do you have any pregame rituals my favorite pregame song right now I have a whole playlist and I'm about to pull it up but Right now, I've been listening to, like, <laughs> If I Can't by 50 Cent. Okay. I love that. Um, and then I also love, like, a lot of Drake. Mm-hmm. But as a team, we've been listening to, like, Love the Way You Lie by Eminem. And just, like, stuff that kind of, like, gets you a little pissed off, you know? <laughs> like, a little in your feels. <laughs> we, talked um, about, we talked about this a while back. So, w- when, when, like, when you say you love Drake what era of drake because we had the yes we had the early drake we had the i yes. think i'm actually jamaican drake in the middle and now <laughs> we had we the have... edm drake <laughs> yeah so which which drake is the favorite? <laughs> um honestly right now his new album has been really really doing it for me 
mm-hmm. but I would say like a lot of my favorite ones come from like views. Yep. Um, look, uh, what is it? The one take care like that, mm-hmm. that album. Mm-hmm. Um, I like his rap stuff, but like, I just love singing Drake. Yep. Oh, but then also like his his moment when he went savage was such a good album. His moments when he went savage. What are your top three savage uh, Drake moments? No, wait, wait, what? Oh, you're talking about with Twenty One Savage the album? Yes. Oh, I thought you I said like, when what? Drake goes savage. I was like, I don't know when Drake has gone. I don't know when Sad Boy has gone. I savage. I would say, I would say that his songs like um, on nothing into something like that album. Nothing like mm. he has some pretty good bars. He on does. That. He does. You gotta you gotta get back into like his his released only on SoundCloud stuff. That's Ooh. that's where the good stuff what is. What is it like draft day? Dra- well, yeah, right around that era. He would put a bunch of stuff out on SoundCloud and yep. you know him. He yeah, played, it was like he Beyonce, plays, whatever it was. He plays he plays the game so well. Uh the Blackberry so with the side scroll. I mean, oh god. Man, Blackberry behind your before your time. But. It's good. No, well, no, my parents had a Blackberry. Yes, but you did not have a BlackBerry. I had a BlackBerry. Yeah, but I still, you know, as a kid, you steal your parents' phone and look through it. That's true. <laughs> That's true. That's true. I tried to act grown. <laughs> Canadian leisure. This is a good one. Never heard this question asked. If you had to play against you, how would you scout yourself and how would you guard yourself? I don't want to answer that because then what if no. someone, someone's watching and... <laughs> That's like a shoot yourself in the foot situation, especially yes. with we've got so much basketball to play. Yeah. Okay. We'll we'll, cir- we'll, we'll, cir- we'll circle back up when you're a, a full time. Well, that's a good question. No, not even the postseason because people take notes on their blackberries. We don't want that. Um, <laughs> my question is escaping me right now, and I can't remember what it was. Damn. If you it were going to ask something about postseason, post basketball. No, I wasn't going to ask something about postseason. How would you guard yourself? I can't remember what I was going to ask. It'll come. It'll come to me as soon as we start talking. Um, Taylor Nabel, dream partnership or collab? Hmm. Honestly, I feel like, hmm. Well, it would have to probably be Coke Zero for food and bev. Okay. For clothing, I'm going to take a swing. Like any, like I would probably say like Skims or like any underwear company. Because I feel like underwear is such a nest. Like you obviously have to have it, and by underwear I'm, I'm talking about everything. You like have to have it. Undergarment. That's important. You have to have it, but it's also in stupid expensive for some reason sometimes. And if I could just have someone send me like free stuff, like maybe Calvin Klein, Skims, like that would just take a lot of the money out of it, and I would nice. never have any gray socks because I've washed them eighty thousand times. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. So I feel like if I don't spend waste money on that type of stuff, I can put it towards other stuff. So this was the question that I was going to ask before. Do you know what, whenever the ball does stop bouncing and we get this, yes. uh, this scout, what do you want to do? Coach. Coach. And this is a big realization of mine. Wow. Because I was never really like, oh, I'm going to coach, blah, 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 blah. But like, it's, and I know, I know it's not an easy job at all. Especially like early days. Like, my God, like, I just know the stories I've heard, like the stuff I've seen, but like, I just like to have a job every day where you have like little tasks. You can like, by little, I don't mean little. I just mean like you can achieve a lot of Mm -hmm. stuff in a day. Like if you really Mm -hmm. put your mind to it, the relationships you build, like the people you can help. And I mean, like from 
the athletes to you know like the head coach or like whoever like I think that would just very much keep me on my toes and, and be something I'm very interested in and you know like I, I love to travel and if that is, means that I'm flying across the country to recruit for a weekend like I feel like I would find some sort of enjoyment in that as my job uh John Cran is there one game that you are most proud of the performance of you and your team over the last couple of years? I want to narrow this down because it would be very easy, yeah. you know, elite eight. I want to say like this year, right? Um, you guys have been through so much this year um, early yeah. on in the season, taking on a team like Iowa and a team like LSU who um, has essentially the same roster and you guys are learning how to gel. Has there been a game that sticks out as a learning point, as a point where you felt like you guys learned a lot as a team, got close as a team. What is, what is one that stands out? Can I say two? Yeah, of course. For sure. Clemson. Mm -hmm. Cause also like, I feel like game, obviously games that I play when I rewatch the film, I'm obviously watching myself and my movements and my actions, mm -hmm. but just like take a step back, know that I had absolutely zero influence on that game and just watch from a different perspective made me learn so much about my teammates but it was also great for them to have that moment together so for sure like mm -hmm. clemson i'm proud of nc state at nc state mm -hmm. is huge but like and this is like the stuff that like other people don't see but like the locker room antics post game like i know like you all saw the we clip saw, of, like, we saw some. yeah that wasn't even that wasn't even the half of it that wasn't even the quarter of it like it's just like stuff like that is it, just like Yes, we won, but it's like the camaraderie after and like how we like handle it and like the bus ride home, like that is the type of stuff that like I will like remember. Mm -hmm. so. We we heard uh, David Cunningham put a tweet out about this that he was when he was walking by y'all's locker room, he heard that it was quite the party in the locker room last yeah. night. Um, what is that like? So does everybody kind of what is what is the standard operating procedure if it's the same? It seems like everybody sits down and waits for the last person to come in, like what is the operating or is it just craziness the minute that you walk inside? Um, it really depends. I mean, like recently we've been playing like music after, like mm -hmm. we, we have this one song that we keep playing and like, that's kind of like our post game anthem. Um, but like, yeah, obviously like people have to do TV and stuff like that. So we'll mm -hmm. wait till everyone comes in and we'll start singing. And, you know, coach Brooks will come in and sometimes we have the music on it. The timing is just never like, schedule that's just the vibes you know mm -hmm. um but obviously you know like a game like duke last night like obviously we, we celebrated it because it was a hard-fought win um but then within the next minute we were like serious and we're listening mm -hmm. to coach brooks and what he has to say and then obviously respecting everything he has to say and then you know once we've done we, we bring it in and everyone's getting changed like the music's back on and we're back to to celebrating now our victory last uh last few that i have for you here mm -hmm. uh abby hamilton what is your favorite thing about Virginia Tech in general? Uh, basketball program, school, community. What 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 makes Virginia Tech special to you? In general, the community, and honestly, just like the proximity of the campus, like being an international student, like everything's there. Like it's just so convenient, and it's just it makes it easy to lock in on the task at hand. And mm -hmm. I mean, I'm I'm human. Obviously, I do get stir crazy and. Do I wish that maybe we lived close to a city? Yeah. Mm -hmm. But like, that's not really what I'm here for. Like, that's what I do when I go home. Mm -hmm. So. Anna Tate, favorite road environment? Probably state. Mm -hmm. I think Coach Brooks put it the best way too in his press conferences. Like, they're, they're respectful, rowdy. Like, mm -hmm. they, they bring their energy, but they know their shit. Like, they're, mm -hmm. they're not like, 
disrespectful or like saying the wrong things like they 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 bring good energy mm-hmm. uh steven harless i see you're a Fortnite player what is your favorite weapon and your favorite player skin i like any type of ar mm-hmm. any type of gun that just sh- see my aim's terrible so i can't be doing a sniping business because like it takes so long to reload like i need the hard and fast ones that i can just do, 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 do. that's how my foot's cramping <laughs> that <won't look> great. <laughs> um i need one of those type of guns mm-hmm. and like the scope like i like the square one okay see do you like my favorite gun is the pink one and my favorite scope is the square that, <laughs> i have no idea what i'm talking about when i do that but i know how what many, I, I know it through trial and error are you good how many how many solo wins are we talking are we in double digits triple uh, digits? i play squads a lot more often than i do solos yeah. i will say that i had a solo win the other day um but i love the the headsets and the talking and the the banter that's what i mm-hmm. like it my favorite skin though i had the weekend for a while but i just bought a new one and the new one i forgot what it is i'm just not used to it oh i know what it is it's a jalen hurts one i bought the football one and i, I customized it the eagles outfit with jalen hurts number number one why are you jalen hurts fan or He's just cute jalen hurts is cute respect he's i'm not agreeing cute. with you i'm just repeating what you said jalen no we could say it jalen jalen hurts good looking guy he's a very like good looking man we'll call a spade a spade very well put together mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. i mean yeah like i wouldn't date him but like but he's a good looking dude and i but i respect as well that like he's like management and stuff is like women owned mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so you follow along so you're you're observant as well you were trying to make it sound I like you were an observant what no i'm observant okay you just said that. I you just see- forget. I just forget that I observe stuff until like I have to talk about it. Okay. Like if someone brings up something like a week later, I'm like, oh, you know what? Actually, I did think that was really weird. And then I'll mm-hmm. like I'll be able to go into detail about it. But like I'm not about to like pick up on everything and be sus about it. Mm-hmm. So this last one came in at the buzzer. I got a phone call at like at like five o'clock from this number. It was like plus seven, one, three, four. I was like, this is a telemarketer. And I got a text message and um, of all people in the world, it was Justin Robinson and he wanted to submit a question. And he says, how does it feel to be the best player from both women's and men's basketball to wear number five? Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. Of course. Well, it's a false claim. I think there's been many great fives that have shared the number. Five is a great number. It is. It is. I'll be the, like, Cersei, I'm probably not the last to say that. I think we've had a great deal of number fives. You know, you want to talk about Vanessa Panousis. Mm-hmm. Another Vanessa. Australian legend. That's what, I, that's what I'm saying. Um, but I, I wear the number five with great honor. It's great pride. I think it's a number that everyone kind of aspires to wear. And I feel like it's a point guard number, really. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, I, w- I wouldn't say that's the correct claim, but I would say that I know the weight that the number carries. Um mm-hmm. And I'm reminded every time I put the jersey on that I have to represent it to the utmost standards and expectations. Love it. Love it. Well, Georgia Amor, it better not be 15 months from the next time that we have a podcast. But <laughs> everybody, please, please check out the Queens of Castle podcast. So uh, so awesome to see what you're doing. So excited. I'm going to be there uh, at the UNC game. Going to be watching Louisville. Really excited about it. Uh, anything that you want to uh, end the podcast on? No, go Harkies. Go Harkies is right. Have a great rest of your afternoon, Georgia, and I appreciate you jumping on. I will. Thank you so much. I appreciate it.
Time to wander, tripping in the sand. We smoke out windows, drink till we can't stand. But I saw you dance like you want to in my head. And all that she said is, Oh, I know just what you're thinking. Take a hit.